0: Join me and receive God's word through His choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekweme.
1: Second Kings, chapter number two, three, verse sixteen. And he said, "Thus says the Lord: Make this valley full of ditches." For thus says the Lord, Roderick, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain. Ah. Yet that valley, in the middle of your drought and dryness. Shall be filled with water. No wind, no rain, nothing that shows people that the glory is at the door. But suddenly, like my daughter said, boom! And the valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter. KJV says it, but a light thing. In the sight of the Lord, he will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good piece of land with stones. Hear yeah, now. Now it happened in the morning. Seven days post date. You can draw it down now if you have the faith. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm drawing down now. When the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Edom and the land was filled with water. Somebody shout suddenly. Yeah. First Timothy 6.12, are you there? And then Hebrews 4.11.12. 1 Timothy 6.12, let's read together. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Hebrews 4, 11 and 12. 1, 2, 3 go. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any 2 edged sword, piercing even to the vine and asunder of the soul, spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. Somebody shout a big Amen. For an assignment, faith for the glory, part number two. Father, Lord, bless the reading and the teaching and perhaps the preaching of your word today. We vow always to give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' wondrous name, we have prayed. Somebody shout a big amen. You may please be seated very comfortably in God's wonderful presence. I began a two-part series uh, in the first part of the service, what we will call our discipleship and leadership school. I will not be able to rehash the things I said. Uh, which form a backdrop of what I will say now, uh, to hear it, listen to it, and uh, catch up to where we are today. Um, We we stop at understanding uh, about the subject of the matter of faith that the invisible world rules, dominates over the visible world. The invisible world rules and dominates over the visible world. The Bible declares in Hebrews 11, verse 1 and 2, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3 says, Through faith, through faith, we understand that the world's, world's, were framed by the word of God. All right. So God framed the worlds with his word so that the things which are seen with the physical eyes were not made of things which do appear. Again, we see that very explicit that the visible is mothered and controlled by the invisible. The unseen is the mother of the seen. Simply means, in order for you, especially as a believer, to be able to alter, to change, to transform the visible realm, what you need to do is not to fight in the visible realm, but go higher and go behind the scene, or yes, behind the scene and above the visible, and then into the invisible, and deal with the invisible to change the visible. Just in the same way as God framed the worlds with his word. Listen carefully. Don't miss the point. He so said God framed the worlds with his word. Listen. We also have been empowered by God to frame our world with his word. Colossians. We are to frame our world with his word. That means God has not only given you authority to rule and to reign on the earth, but God has also in turn given me responsibility to rule and to reign on the earth. Now the Bible declares in 2 Corinthians 4, 18, to let you see that the visible is inferior to the invisible. The seen is invisible, or the unseen, or better say, the seen is inferior to the unseen. He says in 2 Corinthians 4, 18, while we look not at the things which are seen. Somebody say things. Think. Track with me. Say things. Think. Seen. Fantastic. But are the things, say things, Think. not seen. Stop there. So there are things in the visible world that are seen. But there are also things in the invisible world that are not seen. So there are things. So a thing does not have to be touched or felt. A thing only needs to have life and existence, oh boy. We look not at the things which are seen with the physical eyes, the version says, but at the things which are not seen with the physical eyes but are seen with the spiritual eyes. Why? For the things which are seen with the physical eyes, they are temporal. The word temporal means within change. They are changeable, right? But the things which are not seen with the physical eyes, but are seen with the spiritual eyes, are eternal. So it means, beloved, Everything you are experiencing now is all terrible. Your circumstance is changeable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your situation is changeable. Yeah, yeah. Your last medical report is all terrible. Your last legal report is changeable. So the Bible asks, Whose report shall you believe? It will seem that there are more than one report. There are the report of people, but there is the report of God. And his report tells me that I am healed, whilst the doctor's report may tell me something contrary to the report of God's word. I now have a choice. Whether I will lean my weight on the report of God, believe God, stand with God, or I will believe the report of the doctor, the report of the banker, the report of the lawyer, and put my weight on that report. Either which way I tilt my faith, that will be my continual experience. (laughs) But the Bible declares, That when we believe the report of the Lord, that his hand of power is stretched in our direction. So for you to experience the power of God revealed, unveiled to you, you must agree with his word. So the Bible declares in Romans 3 verse 4, track with me now, it's going to get sweet, that let God be true. Let every man or every report of man be alive. The Bible declares that God... It's not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Listen, what God has spoken in his mouth, his hands are more than able to bring them to pass. I believe that you and I are going to step into the next half of the year, journey through the year to December or December on the last day of December. You are going to look back, listen, at the 12 months of the year, your testimony shall be, he has done all things well, and left nothing undone. I don't know who I am prophesying to already now, but there is something about the halftime of any game. You see, the halftime is a game-changing moment. I, l- listen, my spirit is awakening right now. I'm asking myself, what is the coming attraction in the year 2019 from the first, first, second half of the year? And this word popped into my heart to share with you: You will not see rain. Ha. You will not see the clouds gather necessarily. Why? The God of divine suddenly is, is about to visit your alley. It's about to visit your home. It's about to visit your family. About to visit your mind. Visit your money. Visit your health. Your body. Visit your marriage. The God of divine suddenly is about to show up right where you are i believe in the coming half of the year it shall be said that the same is declared that when the lord turn around our captivity we shall be like them that don't dream dreams listen oh boy get ready god jesus said to Nathaniel, you've seen something you will yet see great things let me prophesy to you, Roger, as one sent to you, carrying the voice of God for you and to you. You will yet see great things before this year is over. Kapoka, somebody shout a big amen. The obstacles will turn for you as stepping stones to the miraculous. Oh, shaka the limits are going to be broken. The change are good. Going, wow, gonna be cut asunder. The ceiling, the veil is about to be torn. There is an anointing that tears veils. I believe the veil, the ceiling, the cup, co- wow, the covering cast over your life and your destiny is about to be blown away. Shame is about to be blown away. Why? The glory umbo is on his way somebody shout i believe i receive i hear the sound of abundance of rain i hear the sound of the glory of the lord somebody's garment is about to change oh you will go to your office in the second half and realize everything somehow i don't know i don't know why, began to be arranged why you are in a new season of change Shut. yes i believe everything is about to change the amplified version I feel something here let every enemy of this gathering be scattered now in the name of Jesus Christ can you dance the dance for the second half of the year? Do some jiggle, some praise for the second half. It's called an advanced praise. How will you dance in July, August, September, October, November, December? What kind of dance? A two step? Wow! Oh, my, 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 my. Joy in somebody's house. The sound of wedding bells. Fresh anointing. I hear keys. Back to How will you dance? Second half. Lord will give you an advanced praise. Advanced praise. It's prophetic. Advanced praise. He Your healing, your health is bringing forth. Spinning. Woo! Wow! We are dancing in advance. We believe. We receive. We are believers. Wow. Wow. I believe you. I believe you. Glory unveiled is a reality. Wow. Wow. Oh, no. The things of the spirit does not make sense. Some of you are watching, what are they doing? You don't understand. You don't understand. We are seeing what you don't see. We are dancing in advance. We're giving God glory. And by so doing, our faith is strengthened to embrace the great future that God has in store for us. Somebody shout, I believe, I believe, I receive. I believe, I, believe, I, believe I, receive. I receive. Hallelujah. You may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Wow. The amplified version of 2 Corinthians 4, 18, I read to your hearing. It says, so we look, wow, not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not, are unseen, beg your pardon. For the things which are visible are temporal, listen carefully, just brief and fleeting. But the things which are invisible, so their things are invisible, they are everlasting and Imperishable. As we look at the creation story in Genesis 1, we see how God did it. And by the way, how God did it is how God expects for you and I to do it. Why? Ephesians 5.1 says that we are to be followers of God. Another version, I believe it's NIV or NLV, says we are to be imitators of God. So we're not only to follow God as God is our shepherd, we follow him, but we're to imitate him. The first level of learning for a child is to imitate. In the first few years. It is said in the first seven years in particular, mostly the learning process of a child is by observing and imitating those around him. So, as we look at Genesis 1, we see how our God did it and we're to imitate him the same way he did it. Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. You'd have thought that in this particular moment that heaven would feel we're in a crisis mode. Nothing is working on the earth. Darkness on the earth. But the Bible says, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Ah. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. If all you can get the attention of the Holy Ghost in your situation and circumstances can declare his word, that thing is about to change. The spirit hovered. Just like the Holy Ghost is hovering over your marriage. Hovering over your health condition, hovering over your financial condition. But what God expects you to do is to imitate God. Don't panic. Don't pull out your hair. What you need to do is to speak the word. Close mouth, you've heard me say over and over, is tantamount to close destinies. Many a time, we are one word away to our next breakthrough. Yeah, one word away. The question will be, will you be daring, audacious enough to declare the one word? To declare that this is not my last day. Kato to declare that I'm a man on a journey. This is not my last picture. I am work in progress. To declare that I know my best days are still in front of me. How do I know that? Because God said it in his word. He said in Proverbs four eighteen that the path of a just man, and I'm born again, I'm just. Not just because I am perfect, I'm sinless, or spotless. No, just because I'm blood washed and blood bought. And just, the Bible says, the path of a just man shines brighter and brighter and brighter. Listen, are you 70 and 80, you're winding down. You can't wind down. It says, at old age, you will be fruitful. Yeah. Have you heard about the boy called Moses? At 120, this boy, his eyes were not dim. No goggles, no glasses His physical force was not abated Guess what? Moses twice was in the mountain 40 days before the Lord I believe there's something about being Before the Lord Very that wait upon the Lord whether old whether young they that wait upon the Lord what shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles. they will run they will not fit they will walk listen the key to strength is God's presence what you eat is important not that important Exercise is very good. Not that important. Listen, the most important thing is that clock in with the Holy Ghost. It's not what you do in church once a day on Sunday. Some of you Sunday, Sunday, you need revival. You don't show up on Wednesday. You don't show up in prayer meetings. Listen, the more you show up in corporate gatherings, there is a download in every meeting. There is something God is doing in every meeting that is line upon line upon line. He's building a picture. You miss one service, you've got to play catch up. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Isaiah forty thirty one. What did God do? God said, let there be. The same creative words with which God created the heavens and the earth, he placed in our mouth to also frame our world with his word. You can frame your world with his word. You can frame your marriage with his word. Kadomakata. Frame your business with this word. When men say there is a casting down, you frame your business by declaring, for me and my household, there is a lift up. When men say the Nigerian economy is down, it's bleak, can anything good come out of Nigeria? He said, no, water is coming from the rock for a people of covenant. He said, he will make a way in the wilderness. He will cause water to flow in the desert. My case is different. There is a covenant of exemption over God's own people. Oh, in Goshen, huh, yeah, the storms that came upon the other part doesn't come upon them. No, there is a preservation of God's people. Listen, you are under a covenant that cannot be broken. Psalm eighty-nine, thirty-four says, My word will I not alter, neither will I break the covenant I've made with you. What well, God said with his mouth, his hand is powerful enough to bring to pass. Say, say. Psalm 107, 2. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. You are one word away to your next level. I, I pray you believe these words. I pray you hear these words. Jesus illustrated what I'm teaching you on a particular day in Mark 11. He was hungry, the Bible says. I didn't say so. The Bible says so. He saw a fig tree with leaves. Happily, as KJV says, he came to it thinking he would find fruit there. Didn't find fruit there. And then he cursed. He cursed the tree he cursed the tree and he moved on as though nothing happened the Bible records by the next morning as they passed through the same place one of the disciples said master is it not the fig tree that you cursed only yesterday the Bible declares that fig tree dried up from the root. And with that illustration. He taught the disciples. Verse 22. Have the God kind of faith. Or have the faith of God. Then shows how the faith of God operates. If thou. Thou shall say to the mountain, be thou removed. And you say it strong, audacious enough, without doubting in your heart, thou shall have what you have said. Thou shall have what you have said. When you say it, you believe it and you receive it. But oftentimes there is a time period between when you receive it to when you what have it. Oh, did you get are you here? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, if you don't receive it by faith, you will not have the opportunity to have it by faith. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. So we begin to understand in the school of faith there is a difference between ownership and possession. Track with me. It is possible, listen now, to own something you are yet to possess. Possess. Are you here? What it takes for me to own something is to have a legal document with my name on it. So I could own a land. Okay, let me give it, let me be practical. My father of blessed memory, I won't go into all the details, but left me a few things here and there. My brother is here. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now, right now, we have the documents of the title deed of what he left us. But we are yet to take physical possession for certain circumstances of what we have title of. So there are tenants in the house that belongs to me. I don't live in the house that belongs to me yet. If I want to live there. Uh, If I'm ever going to live there or take possession. I have to wait for their tenancy to expire. Then choose whether to renew their tenancy. Or to kick them out and move into the house that belongs to me. Listen, in the realm of the spirit, if you're a child of God, blood-washed, blood-bought by virtue of redemption, the Bible calls you not only an heir of God, Romans 8, 16 and 17, but calls you a joint. Hey, is it in the Bible? The Bible calls you a joint heir. Oh boy, oh boy. An heir is somebody who has title or inheritance, but you see, there is no guarantee that if you're an heir, that you've taken possession. Huh, track with me. Galatians four one and two.
0: Hmm.
1: The Lord put the heir under tutors and governors. Now I say that the hair, as long as he is a child, a child, deferreth nothing from a servant, though he be what? Okay, now listen. How can you be Lord of all and still be a child? Verse number two. I'll tell you how. But it's under tutors and governors. Until the time appointed of the father. I thought you said he was an heir. And he has all things. The issue is this. As long as the heir is a child. He does not have what it takes. To take possession. It belongs to him. Healing belongs to you. Rest belongs to you. All kinds of blessings with your name on it in redemption belongs to you. But because you own it legally, in the spirit it has your name on it. It does not guarantee that you have already taken possession. Are you here now? Oh my 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 my! So your responsibility as a child, that's an heir, is to grow up. Ah yeah 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 yeah. If you don't grow up, there's stuff with your name on it that you will not walk in by way of actual possession until you grow up into them. You grow up in faith. You grow up in revelation knowledge. You grow up in wisdom. You grow up in stature to take what belongs to you. Are you here? Are you here? But you see, it's also possible, to, to your surprise, to be in possession of something that you don't own. Like the tenants I mentioned to you in my house. They are presently in possession of what they don't have a title deed on. But they're in possession. This is what happened. When God said, I'm taking you from Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Through the wilderness. And I'm bringing you into Canaan. When you come to Canaan, You have a responsibility and an authority. What is it? I have given you Canaan. I'm not about to give you Canaan. I have given you healing. I can't die again to make you healed. I've blessed you with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Ephesians 1.3. There's nothing I, God, can do to increase the blessing. My son has died. He's risen triumphantly. You got it. But what you need to do is to take possession. (laughs) And one of the things you do in taking possession sometimes is to evict The current person or persons who has possession. So he said to them, you will have need to evict the people in Canaan. So the Bible calls this now, to possess your possession. How can I have a possession that I'm to possess? Because the first word possess. Or better still, the second word, your possession, speaks of the legal content and legal context. It belongs to you. Wow. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. The lifting is yours. The healing is yours. The breakthrough is yours. The twins, the triplet, they're yours. Anything imaginable within the context of the scripture in New Testament is yours. But you must Possess your possession. How do I do that? By faith. Are you here? Are you here? It's by faith that you take what belongs to you. The legal side is pretty much sorted out. It's a done deal. God has sorted you out. Yeah, it's done deal. But the side we're to be concerned about is the aspect of responsibility. You know, I I began to study in recent times, and God was showing me a few things about the mind. I was doing a bit of study about the mind, and He said to me, My son, you're asking me to do for you what I've empowered you to do for yourself. I didn't say I will renew your mind, I said you renew your mind. Oh, boy. I said, what do you mean? He said, you see, I made man in my image and likeness. I didn't want to make robots. I made man in a God class. This, this might blow your mind, but it's scripture, by the way. Don't throw stones at me, it's in the Bible. Let us make man in our image and likeness. Am I correct? It's in the Bible. And he said, all I've done is to present to you good and evil, life and death. You choose. He said. I'm not going to renew your mind for you because it's your mind. He took me to Genesis and said, have you read Genesis? Where I planted the garden of Eden. Listen carefully. And I put man in the garden. Genesis 2.15. He said, he put man in the garden. Listen. To till the garden, to keep it The word keep is to God. Till, tend, keep, guard. What? That is both authority and responsibility. Wow. Psalm 115 verse 16. The earth has the Lord given to the children of men. The heaven of the heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to the children of men. That means the responsibility of the governance of the earth has been given to you to guard it, to keep it, to tend it, to preserve it from any external force is given to you. is both authority and responsibility. If you are going to walk into your Canaan, you need to do so by faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. There was no other way to enter Canaan except by faith. The Bible declares. Zechariah 4 says 7, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who art thou, O mountain to stand before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt come tumbling down with shouts of grace, grace. It will take grace and faith to come into your kingdom. Let me put it this way. As we think about glory unveiled, there is a faith you require for the glory. The glory is beyond what you can labor or toll for. It takes faith. It takes faith. You must believe that God loves you enough to make available his glory to you. Remember we learned some Sundays ago that the foundation of true faith is love. Galatians 5 verse 6. Faith works by law. So, your knowing God loves you becomes the foundation to believe God. It's easy to believe who loves me. I don't struggle to doubt or to believe my wife. I know she loved me for 20 years. She loves me. Stuck with me for 21 years. So, when you know the love of God it's easy to believe God. The land is yours have been taken. It will require faith. To require faith. Two steps to possess your possessions. Number one, you have to know what is rightfully yours. What is rightfully yours. Aha! When you know you're right, When you know what you have ownership over, yeah, you can fight for it. Because I know my biological father left me a document with a title deed with my name on it. No tenant who has possession can harass me. Oh boy. do Do you get that? When you know. Your papa's will. Includes health. Vigor. Success. If that word success angers you. It's in the Bible. I'll give you Bible. Joshua 1.8. This book of the law. Shall not depart from your mouth. But thou. Shall meditate. therein day and night. That thou may observe to do the word of God. And by so doing, you will make your way prosperous. And God will give you what the Bible calls good success. That must be good success and bad success. The one God brings, God will keep. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The one God brings will not lord it over you. You'll be the master. Oh yeah, yeah. The world men bring will lord over you. Instead of driving the car, the car will drive you. Instead of wearing the shoes, the shoes will wear you. Do you know some people, the shoes are wearing them? They can't sweat in their dress. The dress is wearing them. You scratch their car, they will curse you, beat you, fire you. Only car, meta. They didn't drive the car, the car is driving them. I told God I don't want to have anything in my possession. I can't lay down for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So from time to time, I scan around my house watches, clothes, bags, and cars. I scan in the spirit. I said, God, is there anyone that is becoming an idol? Let me lay down. Uh, That's how to live. You see, if you don't live this way, this, this, this prosperity that will catch you. Mammon will overtake your heart. You won't even know when iron, you're bowing down before iron. Tinklets, jewels, jewelry, worshipping, Oh my master. You think you're bowing before God? No, you're bowing before watch. You can't serve God and mammon. You must be careful not to allow mammon to take one inch of space in your heart. Lay it down. That's the power of Sacrifice. When God calls for sacrifice, many times he wants to save your soul from idolatry. People are worshipping shoes. It's it's, it's foolish but it's true. In those old days, he's bowing down to trees and uh, metal, but now it's just suit, shirt, car, house. There are some kind of material blessings I don't want, I don't desire. I don't desire them. Unless they take me from my God. The Bible says, "If your eyes be single, your body will be full of light." I want my eyes to be single on the Lord. Please fight to save your soul. This world we live in is wicked. The devil doesn't only have wickedness as we know it to be. No, he brings what appears to be good to distract believers. You have ten watches or ten phones. I beg your pardon. Ten phones is tantamount. to distract. It's just that is clear distraction. One, two, three, four. Are you? What are you doing? How will you feel comfortable in your house? There are t- ten cars. Ten cars say, I'm a prosperous. how? How? Ten cars. How do you do it? Once, a, once every day. No, let's consider our ways. Prosperity message has led people to our idolatry, covetousness, and greed. We don't even see those who are needed anymore. It's me myself and I. I'm prosper. The songs we sing, my God is bigger than your God. That's, that's, that is a bad song. Your God is not bigger than my God. It's the same God. That statement makes me become covetous. I want your own God. I'm sorry to say, forgive me. You know I'm a rough preacher. You should live a life that you can close your eyes and sleep well. You set your conscience. You know, I admire those people who are very, they must be very mature in the spiritual they can have very many, many things and still serve the Lord. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I? I no, no. I, you know, simplicity, purity, humility is key to power. Simplicity. I said to you, the devil doesn't only bring bad things as we know. No, he brings things that appear to be blessings. Please, if all you heard God say through my mouth today is go home and scan your house. Scan your car lot. Scan your jewelry. Scan your wardrobe. Scan your bank account. And there are there things perhaps God has been calling for but you just refuse to hear? They may be contending for his place in your heart. I close with this point. When you know what you own, you can fight for what you possess. So, step one. To know is yours. How do I know? The Bible is God's will to me. Wow. His promises, they're yes and they're amen. Just open it up. You have to learn what belongs to you. When I know it belongs to me, ownership, I can contend in faith, by faith, for what belongs to me. Wow. Is that simple enough? How do I contend? Same way you got born again. Same way you contend. Romans 10, 8 to 10. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Simple principle: that Jesus is Lord, that shall be saved. With a heart, man believes unto righteousness. Right? Right? Right. So believe, confess. That's faith. Believe, confess. That's faith. I believe, I declare. That's faith. Second Corinthians 4:13. We have been the same spirit of faith. Having believed, we speak. So, faith believes and faith speaks. Faith declares what faith owns and stands the ground of faith until what you own becomes your possession. Wow, wow, wow. That's why it's called the fight of faith. Why? There is someone resisting you from switching from ownership to possession. So you must stand at your ground. You must stand firm. What are you standing on? Stand on the word. Don't stand on on political statements and philosophy and psychology and all the drama. No, under pressure and test, those things will give way. It's only if you stand on the word that those things will not will not fail. Says the glory of a man is like a flower that fadeth, the flesh of a man like a grass that withereth. But the word of God abideth forever. If you build your life on the word, the storm will come and it's coming. The billow will come, it's coming. The tempest will come and it's coming. But if you build on the word, and it takes time to build your life on the word. Okay, okay, okay. stand firm believe it, confess and declare it then the storms won't blow you away can you lift your hand up where you are and say Lord grace grace to fight the good fight of faith wow I will not be of them that drop back grace to persevere grace to endure to the end are you praying that prayer are you praying that prayer? Please pray for 30 seconds. Lord, grace. Remember, it's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Lord will receive help to walk in faith and by faith. The Bible declares that whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Romans fourteen thirty one. We want to walk in righteousness. We want to walk in faith. Oh, yes. Let our faith please you, oh God. As a church. We thank you for faith, for the coming glory. We believe glory unveiled is a reality. We express our faith for it, oh God. We will not miss you. We will not miss your visitation of power. Echo back up. We believe it's about to rain again. We believe, we believe the cloud is gathering. The showers are about to pour. We believe our change is coming. We believe. We believe the former and the latter rain is about to be released over our lives. We believe, oh God. Sogalos kanda. Somebody believes you for healing this hour? Believes you for transformation this hour? We thank you for it in the name of Jesus.
0: You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi-Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rojek, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org that is info at rhogic.org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app. On Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources, including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart, and on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the word of God; it will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.